I'm trying to pace myself on this, but I really just want to be. <laughs> yes, good. I'm trying to pace myself too because I'm looking at mine and y'all hadn't drank nothing. It's well, a, because I, so long I want a second one. Yeah. But we're going to have to pause to make more. Can I just drink this really fast? Can we just make a second one before we start? Like. Okay, I'm pretty chill. Mm. Oh, heavens. Hello. <laughs> and we're back, even though we were never gone. And we're black. One of us. One of us. <laughs> We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. Well, welcome back. Dragons drink bourbon. I'm Ella. I'm Cletus. And I'm Miles. Well, we actually have a theme drink today as a special surprise, um, mostly because I got bored and I could. So I'll let the guys fill you in on what I made them. Today, we are drinking White Russians. White Russians. Miles, would you like to tell us what's in that? Well, if I remember correctly, this was two parts vodka, one part Kahlua, and a splash of half and half. And it is delicious. And it will really up your bowling game. Yes. That's a reference. You got it? It's a reference. You got it? I got it. The dude abides. Yeah. Now, I would like to preface this by saying I'm incredibly tired. I did not sleep well last night. So, this is going to come back to bite me in the ass because I'm going to mess up some words uh, in this episode. I feel it because I'm exhausted. So, uh, when it happens, I'll know I have what's coming to me. It's a coward's disclaimer. It's all I right. I've been in drinking. A month. It's fine. I've been drinking. Fucking cowards. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> so new week, new Monday. At least when this releases. Same dragons. New us. Roar! <laughs> 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 new liquor. Yeah. Anywho, I picked this week's tale based off of the title, which is "Go I Know Not Whither." Fetch, I know not what. Oh, okay. That, it sounds like some nonsense you need to know about, right? That's a mouthful. Yeah. yeah. So as the special theme drinks imply, this tale has Russian roots. Oh. Vidanya. Nice. So here's the thing. I enjoyed this tale personally, and I did want to share it. But my stubbornness about having already researched found and picked a topic has been at odds with my anxiety over people hyper-focusing on Russia given current events. So I'm going to add some historical notes to this to remind our listeners and each other that a country's history and cultural significance is not defined by the present and that the story swapped amongst a country's people can be separated from what a government or a ruler decides to do centuries after a tale is told. Basically, this isn't a political podcast. It's still a celebration of stories, and I don't want to exclude any stories or an entire people's stories. Based on current events. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's part of what makes this a safe space to just be. But I also felt like not addressing this at all would come off as willful ignorance about the elephant in the room. So here we are. Right then. <laughs> 
Russian fairy tales were largely influenced by Slavic mythology. Slavic mythology is rooted in the beliefs, myths, and rituals of the Slavs before that, you know, Christianization thing, suffocated and bastardized local and culturally significant mythologies around the world. Oh, did it? Yeah, a little bit. That's weird. Hmm. No wonder it's the fastest growing religion. First I'm hearing of this. Just in case, I always assumed I just knew what Slavs were, and then when I realized... I am a Slob. Oh, Slav. Mm. V with a V. Gotcha. And I realized I didn't actually knew what fell under that umbrella. So for those of us who don't know, it includes Russians, Ukrainians, Belarusians, Poles, Czechs, Slovaks, Macedonians, Bosnians, etc., etc. So they're basically the people who were in an eastern chunk of Europe and a northern chunk of Asia. Hmm. Okay. Like most solid fairy tales... The stories for children held lessons around manners, traditions, and warnings against danger. And they were probably very fucked up, like most tales told to children. Mm. Mm. Fair. They filled themselves with gods, demons, heroes, witches, insane magical feats, etc. And witches! She's a witch. Always witches. Russian fairy tales were actually in danger of extinction, Soviet rulers were pretty anti-folklore. <laughs> they didn't think it supported a communist agenda. If you hear a bell, it's our cats chasing each other. Thanks, That's what they do. <laughs> thanks to the efforts of Maxim Gorky, the 1920s actually became the golden age of Russian folklore, with research and preservation efforts increasing the country's collection of fairy tales and folktales. And in exchange, contemporary folklore was also mixed into the batch as a means to further socialist propaganda. Hmm. You can't win them all. That's you get some true. good, you get some bad. <laughs> Russia adopted Christianity in the 10th century, long before that 1920s revival, but even they couldn't snuff the creative fire Phoenix. of Russian fairy tale heroes and Slavic gods. There are well over 600 Russian folktales and fairy tales to reference in collections and publications today. Obviously, we're doing one. <laughs> <laughs> no, all 600 today. Tonight! Right. Before the sun comes up. Right now. Russian cultural speedrun. <laughs> <laughs> so, the tale I picked for you today, which again was, Go I Know Not Whither, Fetch I Do Not Know. Was Meaning, I Do Not Know. Yeah. Mm accurate <laughs> was translated by british historian robert bain in the 19th century and then this is this like, was before he broke batman's back yes just before okay yeah. this bain could also read and work with over 20 different languages mm. just an extra fun fact that made me feel like a pathetic loser as i struggled to type my notes in english the only language i know <laughs> <laughs> hey you're 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 doing good. Also, rage. some of the lines in this story were just too good to like try to change or summarize. So I'm going to make use of a lot more direct quotes than usual. You'll mm. see why. Let's do our best terrible Russian accents. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Mine is especially terrible. Great. So You'll let me it. paint you a picture. I love paintings. Imagine a blue sea. No, paint it. A certain empire. I didn't say it would be a specific or detailed picture. 
There's a bachelor king and a whole slew of archers. Mm. A real sausage fest, if you will, with a scenic backdrop. Okay. The archers would all go hunting with their king to massacre birds for the royal dinner table. Now, was their march a baby elephant walk type march, or was it like just a regular militant march? I don't think it was militant or baby elephant, because that would scare the birds before they could kill the birds. Okay. Okay, you brought up the sausage fist, so I just, you know. I don't know the birds would know what a baby elephant march was. (laughs) (laughs) They would know it was loud, and they would be like, I'm out. It'd probably be loud. I I, I would assume. I, I, I never really. What quiet elephant footsteps are you aware of? I don't it's think you know what actual... a baby elephant walk <laughs> yeah. is. Google, I don't. Google Google that. No, I'm not going to Google, Google that. that. I don't trust either. It's Google where that. you're linked dick to ass. Walking like. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> This is, is like it? one of the times where I regret being a human being. <laughs> and not an elephant? Why, <laughs> why would we... You brought not up the sausage did, fist. Not only did someone come up with that as a concept, but then they were like, well, we need a name for it. <laughs> and this is... If aliens came to destroy us, I would get it. I just, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I'm sure aliens are so advanced. They're all about the pleasure thing. Aliens are like, y'all are just now discovering that. Shoot, wait till you, wait till you get the. Uh... Wait till y'all get the elephant stampede. <laughs> <laughs> aliens don't play. I don't want to be alive anymore. <laughs> We're getting her an elephant for Christmas. No. Two. Babies, of course, babies. (laughs) One of these many bowmen was stuffed animals. (laughs) Oh, we'll be stuffed, all right. (laughs) Oh, I hate us. Go ahead. I hate you too. (laughs) One of these many bowmen was a young stud named Fidot. He was quite the marksman, killer aim and all, and so naturally he was a favorite of the king. Actually, the exact words were, quote, wherefore the king loved him better than all his comrades, unquote. Ouch. I identify with all the others, except I'm not a man and I can't aim for shit. I still love you. I still hate you. One day, Fidot wakes at the break of day and immediately goes off to hunt. He entered a dense and dreary forest. Fidot spotted a dove and wasted no time stretching his bow, taking aim, and loosing an arrow. The arrow broke one of the dove's little wings, so yeah, it lost its balance and fell to the damp earth. The marksman trotted over, picked it up, and got ready to twist its frail little neck so he could stuff the fresh meat in his pouch. I'm just going to pause so we can dwell on that dark image of dove murder. (laughs) Oh, look, a symbol of peace. Kill it! (laughs) Violently. (laughs) Plot twist, no murder today. This dove is magic and she can talk. 
She begged the archer not to twist her poor little silly neck. Drive her not out of this white world. Yes. Why is it going to be white, though? Because this is Russia, and it's probably snow everywhere. It could have just been this world. You know, I'm watching you. Go ahead. The dove continued, suggesting it would be best for Fido to take her back home, emphasis on alive, Mm. and let her rest on the windowsill. The second she should fall asleep, he should very specifically stroke her the wrong side down with his right hand, and good fortune will befall him. Wait, he has to hit her? Stroke her. Oh, I gotcha. thought you said strike. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's she just dude. said don't break my neck, but she likes don't, abuse. You can hit I gotcha. Me. Okay. You can beat me <laughs> up, okay? <laughs> just don't kill me. That's why when I drive into Alabama, everybody's just slapping birds. Yeah. <laughs> it's what they like. Oh. Relatable. Bird, quick, get the fly swatters. Get it. <laughs> well, Fido ain't about to argue with a talking dove. He's flabbergasted, which is my favorite word, mm. that a human voice just came from a bird. And he bet good money that he's never seen or heard that happen before. So he figured, might as well follow the dove's instructions to a T. Vito didn't have to wait too long for the considerably injured dove to nod off in the window. I might also want a nap after being shot, I think. Mm. With an arrow. It must have been a tiny arrow. The smallest. If it didn't kill a dove. Only hit the wing. She was thick. Um, she was thick. Okay. Thick dove. I'll give it to you. Yeah. The archer took his right hand and stroked the bird wrong side down. Gently. Not struck. Not struck. struck. He, he, he stroked, stroked it. That. He stroked it yes. back to front. Gently. Gently. The wrong way, back to front. Right. But gently. Yeah. But gently. Yeah. yeah. The dove instantly rolled onto the ground and transformed into a beautiful maiden. Mm. So damn pretty that, quote, the like of it can only be told in tales. Neither to be imagined nor guessed at, unquote. I love the lazy cop-out, right. which is why I left the quote. <laughs> How pretty? I can't even no, describe I can't it. Even, Neither can I would, you. I would, but you can't either, so it's fine. <laughs> She's pretty, though. She's real pretty. Just take my word for it. Trust us. The maiden looked to the royal marksman and declared that as he was smart enough to follow basic orders without question, Mm. he has won her. He was destined to be her husband and she his wife. Because it's a man who follows directions. Yes. Okay. Logical. Logical. They were immediately of one mind. Yeah, I'm sure. Fidot married and rejoiced in his young wife who we can presume was not a maiden for very long. Ayo. But every morning, the archer still had to work. So at daybreak, he went hunting for all sorts of wild beasts, only to deliver all of them back to the royal kitchen. The wife was quite tormented by his hunting expeditions, but not for the former dying animal to new dying animal sympathy reasons that you might expect. I did. No, the beautiful woman, unnamed, of course, so don't ask. Just woman. Went to her husband one day and basically said, you work all day. 
You've returned home wet and weary, and we aren't even better for it. What kind of job doesn't even pay properly for a hard day's labor? Don't, don't worry about that, baby. Uh, I, I, you know, the boss called me in and I, I just, I, <laughs> you know. Uh... No, no. I have a better idea so we can actually make a profit. Go get me a hundred or two rubles and I can manage the rest. Oh. So, Fido was like, okie dokie, my sweet. And he rushed to his fellow archers to borrow money. Mm. Apparently, he borrowed a single ruble from one and two from another and so on until he had about 200 rubles. That's a lot of archers at only one to two rubles a pop <laughs> to <laughs> borrow money from. <laughs> to get to, what, 200, 300? 200 rubles. Yeah, that's a lot. FYI, that's only about $2.88 in current U.S. dollars. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> So the archer brings it all to his wife, and she sends him off to buy various kinds of silk with all the money, which you think she could have told him first off, so he wasn't making an extra trip. Right. So the archer obeys and returns this time with a bunch of silk. Because he's a man who listens. Archer be simping. His wife is satisfied and tells him not to worry, but to pray God and get some sleep, as the morning is wiser than the evening. So our himbo, Fido, falls right to sleep, as he was told, and the wife goes out on their balcony, opens her book of spells, and immediately two formerly invisible youths appear out of thin air before her. She's a witch. She's a witch! <laughs> well, she did start off as a dove. That's fair. Now, I imagine that these two speak in, like, creepy unison so i'm going to ask that the guys read their line in creepy unison <laughs> oh so what are these doves or <laughs> <laughs> no they're youths oh youth youths they're youths youths And I put it in the, the old fairy tale language because I thought that would be easier for you guys. <laughs> what art thou pleased to, to command? The wife tells them, take this silk and in one hour weave me a carpet more wondrous than anything you can find in the wide world with the whole kingdom embroidered on it. Oh, is, is that, that all? all? Yep. Cities, villages, rivers, lakes, all of it. So the boys set to work and wove a wondrous carpet like it was nothing. We strong. We smart. We fast. We witches. We witch. The wife gave that carpet to her husband in the morning and instructed him to bring it to the marketplace and sell it to a merchant. But without haggling the price. He was to accept whatever the merchants offered. Expert seller's advice from a pretty lady. Fair. Fido did as he was told, no surprise there, and a merchant was quick to run up to him and ask to buy the carpet. You got to sell me that carpet, sir. Okie dokie. So what's it cost? Well, um, since you frequent the market, you're the expert, I'll, I'll let you decide. 
but the merchant was at his wit's end. He could not come up with a price for such an extraordinary item. This happened with a second, third, and fourth merchant as well. A great crowd formed to marvel at the carpet, dumbfounded as to what worth to assign to it. All honest merchants. How refreshing. A royal steward checks out the crowd as he passes by, curious. The merchants explain that they cannot price the carpet, but the steward, also amazed by its craftsmanship, waved the archer over. Come on, tell me the truth. Where you find such a noble carpet as this? Oh, my wife. She used to be a dove, you know. (laughs) She made it. Well, how much? Well, I don't know. Uh, My wife told me not to haggle over it. But to accept whatever offer I was offered. Okay. About 10,000 rupees. <laughs> Sold. See, no haggle. Das vidanya, comrade. The royal steward was already on his way to meet the king for lunch, so he brought his new purchase with him. The steward showed the carpet off, and the king was rightfully amazed by the cunning craft. The king immediately offered to buy it off the steward for 25,000 rupees, which the steward accepted, and he hung the carpet proudly in the palace. Now this gave the steward an idea. He needed to go buy more stuff so he could sell it at a huge markup. So off he went to find the archer, bursting into his little hut. His little hut with a balcony, remember? (laughs) ready to demand more high-quality goods. Mm. But the very moment he laid eyes on the archer's wife, every thought left his simple little man brain, and he couldn't (laughs) even remember why he came to the hut in the first place. Oh, I remember why he came. Ew. Yeah, she was that freaking pretty. Yes. Not sure what the wife is thinking during all this, but the steward barely manages to gather himself enough to awkwardly exit and sullenly return home. The steward became a walking mess, fumbling over even the simplest of tasks, as every waking and sleeping moment alike was filled with thoughts of the wonderful and lovely archeress. The king noticed the change in the steward's demeanor. Why so glum, chum? Alas, I have seen beauty, true beauty. The wife of the archer, so fucking beautiful, you can't even see what she... I can't even tell you what she looks like. (laughs) Well, shit. I want to fall in love with her, too. Don't you see how distraught I am, my king? Can't hear you. (laughs) I'm off to fall in love. (laughs) Went Pepe Le Pew back. (laughs) 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 So the king also went to the hut, which should really have a lock on it by now, Mm. and burst into the living room. The lady he saw there possessed unspeakable loveliness indeed. Quote, love's burning chillblain oppressed his heart. Unquote. Hashtag romance. (laughs) Well, I'm officially done being a bachelor. The beauty is clearly out of an archer's league, himbo or not. She's obviously destined to be the queen. I I can hear you. Why are you in my house? 
What's a himbo? It's like a hot bimbo. It's like a man, like really, like most of Channing Tatum's characters. Gotcha. I'm old. The king returned home to his palace and spoke to his steward. Steward, you showed me the archer's wife, so you must take responsibility. So, be a dear and uh, get the husband out of the way, you know what I'm talking about, so that I can marry her. And, uh, you know, for good measure, if you fail, I'll send you to the gallows. To clean them. <laughs> nah, you're my bro and all, but uh, I'll hang your ass quicker than you can say curses to the class system. Fuck. Well, the steward thought he was stressed before, but the threat of death turned out to be way worse than sad, love-struck pining. He had no idea how to get rid of the archer, well, without resorting to cold-blooded murder. He wandered the marketplaces and alleyways alike, searching for inspiration. One day, the steward met a miserable old hag, one who could apparently read minds. The hag pointed a bony crone's finger at the steward and cried out, I can see right through you, and you seek help to avoid a dreadful fate. Mm. The steward burst into tears like a big whiny baby. Damn. Oh, help me, dear little granny, he cried, word for word, very sad. Help me, dear granny. (laughs) Just like that. He offered to pay anything, as most in his position often do. The hag guessed that the steward sought to get rid of... Fido, the archer, but it would be difficult. She acknowledged the himbo was simple-minded enough, but his wife was a force to be reckoned with. The best course was to send him off on a truly difficult errand, one that will take so long that they'll never accomplish it in his lifetime, or he'll straight up die in the process of trying. The hag advised that the king command the archer to... Go I know not whither, and fetch I know not what. Roll credits. We're done. (laughs) Yes. Well, the steward gave the hag a bunch of gold, as promised, and ran back to the palace to unveil the plan. Unveil the plan. Unveil. I like veal. I was a baby. That's why it's so good. Mm, Tender. Moist. The forbidden meat. The meat before the meat. The king wasted no time in summoning Fidot for a little chat. The king repeated the hag's words to Fidot, telling him that, as his best warrior, first in his corps of archers, he must go I know not where and Mm -hmm. fetch me I know not what. Should Fidot fail, his head would be severed from his shoulders. Seems fair. The archer returned home sad and lost in thought. His wife noticed immediately and asked what was wrong. Fido lamented, repeating the impossible request and blaming her beauty for his misfortune. The archeress agrees, and this task is no laughing matter. (laughs) It did not specify whether she agreed to the fact that, yes, this happened because I'm so pretty, or yes, it's really hard. (laughs) I assumed. Both. Yeah. Both. Both. She claims it will take nine years to get there. 
and nine years to return. Knowing her husband can't do basic math, she adds that this will be 18 years total. And that's if he succeeds in the first place, God willing. That's nine years by the dove flies. Because mm. she used to be a dove. Get it? Right. 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 Yeah. Not a crow. Dove. All these people are into doves. Right. It's a new thing. New thing. Yeah. Only doves. Yep. Yeah. You don't have a subscription? Get Dang. one. Only doves. Oh, God. Coming out. <laughs> Fido despairs, but his wife tells him once more to pray God, go to bed, and that the morning is wiser than the evening. So he will surely know everything he needs to the following day. As before, the archer obediently knocked right out. I really just, I have this image in my head of this pretty lady going, now sleep, and him just falling on the floor, like, (laughs) blank style. (laughs) Comatose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. Because she's a witch. And he's a man who listens to instructions. Yep. Yeah. That is no man. Well, well, in those days. He's a himbo, so he's more desirable by default. Oh, that's though. true. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. I guess. My man has a mind of his own, and let me tell you, no end of the problems. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> His wife watched him sleep till midnight before once more opening her book of spells to summon the two young dudes. That's us. What is thy pleasure and what thy command? The wife asked if the guys knew how to go I know not whither and fetch I know not what. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, No, we we don't don't speak speak nonsense. nonsense. We spit facts. (laughs) And spit truth. The archeress closed the book to dismiss the young men. She woke Fidot in the morning, instructing him to go back to the king to request gold for his journey and to expect an 18-year pilgrimage. After getting the money, he should come back to her to say goodbye. When Fido returned to say his farewells with a purse full of hard cash, his wife handed him some parting gifts, a pocket handkerchief, and a ball. He was to throw the ball ahead of him the second he got out of town and follow it wherever it rolled. Whenever he bathed, he was to only dry his face with the handkerchief. Mm. Do you guys say handkerchief or handkerchief? I never Anchor. say it up. I, say, I, I never say it. Bandana. <laughs> Banana. Cletus just goes, here's my hanky. That's when I say hanky. No, oh, here, girl, you got some tears. Have my hanky. Have my hank, hank. I only blew my nose in it thrice. <laughs> Handkerchief is what I say. <laughs> if, I, if I had to choose. Delayed. Our himbo is nothing if not thorough in following basic orders. So the man left town, tossed the ball, and ran after it as it rolled and rolled and rolled. Stop whispering! 
I don't remember my character's voice. <laughs> regal. 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 It's the regal voice. I hope it matches up with what I did earlier because I have forgotten. I had that We're problem earlier. We're not there yet. Stop looking ahead. But I can't read. I got to sound out words. Right. About a month later, the king felt he had waited long enough. It seemed obvious to him that Fido would never return alive. In fact, he may already be dead. Wait, I thought Fido was asleep. No. He w- he woke up. Oh, okay. He was only well, or asleep for a as night. As people do. Oh, okay, I, I, so, I thought it was like, you're going to sleep for these 18 years yeah. while I'm gone. <laughs> no, Fido's the one that has to make the journey. So she commanded him to sleep, tried to get answers, couldn't get answers, gave him advice in the morning. He got funds from the king for his journey Mm -hmm. and then said goodbye to his wife. She gave him the ball. He threw it. He just has to keep running after it while he rolls. This is the best himbo thing. Like, how could you not imagine this muscular, handsome man just running after a rolling ball because a pretty lady told him to do it and not think... I know what that type is. And she also gave him a handkerchief, and he's only allowed to clean his face. And that's when we talked about that. So oh, that's gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm going to leave that in in case the listeners need This is a long story. They Someone might it. need it. They needed <laughs> it. Because I needed it. I needed it. Right. So. <clears throat> I'm not what you'd call a smart man. I'm not what you'd call a listening man. <laughs> <laughs> the king who was out to get... Fido out of the way for the most honorable reasons is like, okay, well, he's been gone a month. Go bring his go bring his wife to me. So he sends the <laughs> steward to do that. <laughs> so the steward fetched the woman and brought her to court. The king was tickled pink, showing off his palace and leading her into his golden halls. Hey, girl, don't worry about my voice. I, uh, you know, I've had a couple procedures done and, you know, the... The seasons have changed and my sinus has been... Anyway, uh, you going to ask me about these golden walls? I got money. You want to be a queen? Excuse me? Let's get married. May I remind you that I still have a living husband? I mean, yeah, there's not much going on upstairs, but he's mine. And I got the ring to prove it. (laughs) Baby cakes. I wasn't really asking permission. That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> Cut me saying that. You know, I'm not like. I'm not. But it's like a building mocking laugh. It really is. I can redo it. Baby cakes. I wasn't really asking permission. It's not that funny. I mean, shit. I got golden walls for crying out loud. And I quote, The beauty laughed, stomped upon the floor, turned into a dove, and flew out the window. She's a witch! (laughs) Guys, if you haven't been rejected like that, you haven't been properly rejected. (laughs) Story of my life. Meanwhile, our favorite himbo is following that ball through various countries and many different kingdoms. Mm. The ball was quite useful, too, expanding into a bridge whenever they reached a river or into a downy bed whenever the archer grew wary. Are you? And now I'm going to read the next line directly, as it's my favorite fancy little time skip cop-out ever. 
Quote, whether the time be long or whether it be short, the tale is quickly told, though the deed be not quickly done. Suffice it to say that at last the archer came to a vast and wealthy palace. The ball rolled up to the door and vanished. Unquote. <laughs> it's like, it, it took time. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How'd the ball roll uphill? It, it rolls because it he threw it. Rolls. So wait, he, he threw, threw it. it he like threw it he threw nine it. years ago, mm-hmm. and it kept rolling. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What was that commercial for? Rawhide. I don't know. I was yeah, rawhide. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I was thinking a a little bit of Limp Biscuit. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Oh. Come on. Copyright. Now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. L-I-M-P. The archer figured he might as well head straight inside. So he invited himself in and followed a staircase up to a room with three lovely damsels. Were they god damsels? <laughs> what was your question? I was chasing a cat out of the sink. I, Damn you, you got my I evil said, laugh going. I said, were they god damsels? <laughs> oh, goodness. Cut, cut that laugh. So we don't scare I, all the user, no, all the listeners I, away. No, I like. If your I laugh. can't cut out my ugly laugh, your nice laugh has to stay. My laugh sounds like evil, as if I were like. I wouldn't know the difference. I'm ginger, exactly, and a woman, and you don't have a soul. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. there's so or much feelings. happening. <laughs> but I'm different though. Like it's it's different for me. <laughs> the girls asked Fidot where he came from. Fido. Fido. It's like doting. That was... Fee, don't you know how to say his name? (laughs) In between. Got a drink in mind. So if you let me pee, I'll top off your drinks. We're going to top off the drinks. You can... We drank a vodka drink. We drank a whiskey drink. You can make my drink because I will make mine mostly vodka. I don't know how that goes. Do it. We drank a whiskey drink. We drank a vodka drink. Girls asked Fidot where he came from, Jeez. but he shot back that they should be offering him refreshments and rest before tormenting him with questions. I know that's right. I guess they figured this was a reasonable and true. They were witches. Because they immediately fed the dude and let him lie down. The archer awoke refreshed, and Heard then you the that damsels, baby elephant champ, son. Why don't you lie on down? <laughs> Brought him a washing basin and embroidered towel. He cleaned his face, but he insisted on using his own handkerchief and denied the fancy towel. The girls recognized the handkerchief, though, and pestered the archer with questions about it. Fidot simply stated that his wife gave it to him, and the damsel declared that he must have married one of their kinswomen. They called their mother to the room, and she pegged the piece of cloth as belonging to another of her daughters. Now it was her turn to pester the archer for his backstory. Fidot obliged, mentioning that titular line at the end of his explanation to explain his current quest. But even his mother-in-law had no idea how to help him. 
The old woman thought maybe her servants would know, and familiar to the audience, but not poor Fido, she produced her own book of spells and used it to summon not two young men, but two giants. She asked them to carry her and her son-in-law to the very center of the ocean in an abyss. The giants nodded, swept the two up, and carried them like a hurricane. The giants stood like two massive columns in the abyss, holding their passengers in their arms. And passenger by Iggy Pop was playing the entire time. (laughs) The old woman cried out loudly, and in response, all the fish and creeping things of the sea swam up to her, crowding up the water so completely that the sea was hardly visible, like frickin' Aquaman. Y'all back up a little. The old woman proceeded to ask marine life for the answer to Fido's quest. All the fish and creeping things spoke together to say, We don't understand your human language. (laughs) And also never heard of it. (laughs) We only understand how to say this this phrase and the one before it. I'm so mad. (laughs) Before all hope is lost, a quote, lame, old... Unquote, croaking frog squeezed forward. He said, qua qua, his catchphrase, and that he knew where to go. Oh no. (laughs) Qua qua. I'm sorry, what? What did you just say? Qua qua, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Studio audience clap. He said it, yeah. Right? Like cameo. Right. I say that because he says it every time before he speaks. So he's like an anime character. So if he wanted to say, how are you? He'd be like, qua qua, how are you? I'd be so angry. It's like anime cat chicks then. (laughs) Meow meow. (laughs) Quick, go 911. Qua qua. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) No, just never mind. It's like Snarf from Thundercats. Snarf, Snarf, Snarf. Stop. <laughs> but Lion, no. We're going to get pegged as the really weird, obsessive Thundercats reference. Oh, yeah, thing. that is the second yeah. Thundercats song. I mean, until third. we do it. Third. It's the third we reference it. we've made, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, it was well, a good show. I don't know what to tell you. Right. <laughs> anyway, he said qua qua and that he knew where to go. Queef, queef. <laughs> So they scooped up the frog and took him back to the mother-in-law's palace. At the old woman's prodding, the frog explained that Fido must go to the end of the world, which is like super far away, and it will be hard to take him as the frog was ancient and his legs were weak. Quagua, my legs hurt like shit. (laughs) The woman stuck the frog in a big jar of fresh milk and told her son-in-law to carry it and follow the frog's direction. Wait, hold on, wait. Why milk? Okay. I actually looked this up because I was also confused. The fresh milk thing, right? It tripped me up. Apparently, it is simply a common Russian folk belief that putting a frog in milk can keep it from spoiling. Mm, I've heard that. Keep milk from spoiling? Yeah. The and milk. the frog. And the frog. Not the old frog, but the milk. Quah, quah. How so about the- But. So Russians, it's a f- old Russian myth. So 
old Russians used to put frogs in milk. If there's any Russian listeners out there, I would like you to explain that further, please. There, there apparently may have also been a belief that frogs just really liked milk because... It builds calcium before, in their frog bones. No, before the times of, like, refrigerators, <laughs> people were trying to find ways to elongate the, lot, the life of their Mate. perishable goods. And they're quite So wise. they would try to submerge <laughs> something like milk outside in cold water in the attempt to preserve it longer. The frogs would find their way in the milk because they lived in the pond. What the quaqua is that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I still have a lot of notes to do, so that's the answer we're going with. Okay, all right. I support it. I support it too. Back to Fidot. He did as he was told, mm. as always. And there's another solid time skip and storytelling cop-out. Whether it be far or near, long or short, matters not. Suffice it that he came to a fiery river. Beyond this river was a high mountain, and on this mountain a door was to be seen. It was another, I forgot to say quote. It just, ah, uh, it, it. Mm. Speak, friend, uh, and enter. Ooh. It doesn't. Uh, but, but, what does it do? Quack, quack? I'm not a frog, so I'm not going to say quack, quack. <laughs> quack, quack? That's Russian for ribbit. Mmm, that's fair. Also, though, the next line I have in my notes is quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Cave the frog's catchphrase. The frog told Fidot to place him on the ground and sit on him. The amphibian assured his companion he would not be crushed, so to sit nice and firm. Oh, that's the only way I sit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quack, quack. Fidot, who I imagine to have a similar, like, ah, la, la. Physique. Oh, my God. I cannot read anymore. Fidot, who I imagine to have a simple and blank expression, sat on the frog. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damsels. I can read. I can read. I got this. She's got an English degree, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned that. She's got a Kwakwa degree from uh, the University of Kwakwa, so I don't know why. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> snarf, snarf. So Fidot, who I imagine to have a simple and blank expression, sat on the frog. Why did he do that? As he did, the frog swelled up. Growing as large as a haystack. Oh, wow. He got oh. killed. He exploded. Poor well, he Queequeg. Just, he didn't, he, he, he didn't kind explode. Of, he just got really he big. He just swelled. Yeah. He just swelled. He's swole now. He's, he's, swole. he's a swole frog. He'd be hitting that gym. He's a swole. Yeah. Quack, quack. Fido was more concerned he might slip off and die, mm. but the frog was busy leaping across the fiery stream. Then the frog turns little again once they're safe on the other side. Okay, okay. The frog directed Fido to the door, electing to wait outside. He explained that the archer must hide very well, as two men would enter the cave behind the door. He should note that all that they did and said, and mimic it all after they left again. Once inside, Fido stumbled around in the dark, for a bit, but he managed to hide himself in an empty chest. Two old men entered shortly after. They shouted, Hi! Schmat resume! Feed us! 
Instantaneously, candelabras lit themselves across the cavern, Boom. and plates and dishes appeared out of nowhere. It oh. was like Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be our guest, be our guest. Already laden with various wines and meats. The old men had their fill before commanding, Schmat, resume. Take it all away. Suddenly, everything, including the table, vanished. Qua, qua. The men promptly exited. Fidot crept out of the chest where he had been hiding in and began to mimic the actions of the men before him. Ooh, my back hurts. Ooh, that was cramped. Uh, hi. Schmott resume. Sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> the That's okay, disembodied voice. voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> hi, Schmott resume. A disembodied voice answered. Oi, what be your pleasure? Feed me. Again, everything appeared with which one would need to dine luxuriously, including the food itself. The archer sat down at the table and began to ad-lib for a refreshing change of pace. Hi, Shabbat resume. Come, join me, comrade. I can't stand to eat alone. How kind, how thoughtful. Where do you come from to be so good, mate? I've served those old men for 30 fucking years and ain't never once been asked to sit by them old goddamn cocksuckers. Oh, that's, uh... Hold on. No, that was British. Just go, sir. You didn't go cockney, so I didn't know. I was like, wait. <laughs> that's, uh... That's really sad, boy. Alas, I am but the working class. You're clearly magic. Aye, that too. Meanwhile, dirty dishes were swept up, and wine bottles lifted themselves from the table to top off their glasses. Oh, wonderful. You know what? Why not be my servant instead? You'll have a much better time with me than these, uh, old men you speak of. I can't think of one good reason not to. I've long outgrown this gig, and you have common decency, which seems to be a might bit rare and honorable trait. Well then, let's be off, comrade. The archer left the cave, half expecting... Schmatt resumed to appear once outside, but there was no one beside him. Uh, Schmatt, old buddy, uh, <laughs> you're still with me, right? I'm just making sure. I, I haven't heard or seen much from you, so you're still here? Oh, me. Fear not. I'll never desert thee. Aww. out now with invisible companion in tow... Crossed the river on the swole frog once more. He placed the old frog back in his jar and returned to his mother-in-law's home. He had his new servant regale his in-laws, winning some crazy good brownie points. The old woman nearly danced for joy at the feast. Schmatt resumed summoned, 
and she ordered three jars of fresh milk every nine days to reward the old frog for its Fido now had to make the long journey back home. He walked on until he was completely exhausted, his body trembling from the effort it took just to move. I'm too tired to go on. I I don't think I could take another step. Oh. Well fuck the Queen Solways, boss. Why didn't you just say something sooner? Suddenly, a whirlwind whipped Fidot into the air, his hat comically falling behind. Oh, weeds! My hat! Too late! It's already 4,000 miles behind us! Why'd I turn Australian all of a sudden? My plan was to like decrescendo, but I started laughing. So just fix it in post op. Po- post op? This is an operation now? Fix That's it in, fair. you know, editing. The landscape blew by beneath the archer as the whirlwind effortlessly carried him over towns, rivers, and forests. Soon he was flying over the sea itself. It was then. That Schmatt Resume offered to make a golden retreat atop the water, so Fido could rest. The wave splashed up high, falling away to reveal a small island with a golden pleasure house. The invisible servant instructed his new master to rest and watch and wait for three merchant vessels to sail by and stop at the islet. The archer must offer them some grand hospitality. And when asked, trade Schmatt Resume himself for three of the merchant's treasures. Don't worry, Schmatt wouldn't break his promise and assured the archer he would return to him in due time. Hmm. Three merchant ships did arrive, as predicted, and they marveled at the islet and pleasure house. They had taken this route many times before, and this addition to the seascape was quite new. They ordered a light skiff and came ashore. Fido was all friendly greetings and smiles, inviting the men to rest and entertain themselves. The pleasure house was built just for sea guests like themselves. The merchants entered the retreat, and Fido made a showing of calling on his invisible servant to serve them fine wine and savory meat. The merchants let out a collective envious sigh. (sighs) They begged Fido to make a trade with them, a treasure of his choice. Please, Fido. From their wares for his marvelous servant. Each merchant presented a different treasure. One, a little casket which fits in a pocket that, when opened, summoned a lovely garden of gorgeous, fragrant flowers and idyllic paths that spread all over the island. He shut the casket, and the garden simply disappeared. Mm. Can you smoke these flowers? Quack, quack, these flowers? <laughs> An axe, this time activated by tapping it against a surface and crying out, Rap tap! With every iteration of the magic words, a new ship appeared. Complete with sails, 
guns and cannons, and crewmen all loyal to their summoner. To be a pirate lord, you can manifest any ship. Cannons. Peg legs. Even comes with a first mate. Oddly specific uh, request there. Once the axe was concealed beneath the merchant's clothes, it all disappeared. He giveth sailors lives and he taketh them Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So he just Mm. gets crews and then drowns them. Yeah, it's freaking dark. (laughs) (laughs) They knew what they signed up for. And then the third merchant had a horn. Blowing into one end produced an army of horsemen, footmen, cannons, and even banners. Now by that, they mean men that look like horses, men that look like feet. And nope. what was the third one? Nope, that's not what I meant. That's not, I'm not. Oh. That's not nope. it? Nope, 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 nope. No. Well, I was wrong. Well, you were Again. sadly mistaken. Good thing you're used to it. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Heck, there were even military bands, martial music rolling through their ranks, and the warrior's armor flashed like fire in the sunlight. Hey, after the battle, you want a baby elephant walk? <laughs> Fuck you! Blowing into the other end, like the previous gift. I want the army to disappear. I hate both of you. <laughs> Your children. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know what you Ma- mean. Miles had me. Miles had there me. There is a horn. <laughs> there are two ends to the horn. <laughs> One end summons people. The other end <laughs> makes them go away. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> gotcha. But seriously, we're creating life and dismissing it willy-nilly. Oh, willy-nilly. we're gods. I think oh. we need rules for this sort of shit. There should be some kind of rules behind this. We don't got them, though. Oh, so people are just being like yeah. created and dismissed just like... No wonder my life has no purpose. That's all right, buddy. We still love you. Oh, man. Mm. That's really dark thought. Someone blows a horn the wrong way and just all disappear. <laughs> Miles is the one practicing all the instruments. You know, gotta, gotta be ready. Stay ready. You won't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Do I only exist off of a whim of Miles? Why? Yeah. You're practicing one instrument. Miles just said that he... Went out and but if he's practicing multiple. multiple instruments, that means to me he's summoning multiple ranks of people. Don't tell me how to do this, okay? Well, he's the, the one that blows procedure. in horns, you said. He said he practiced a horn. Yes, and the horn summoned fair. an army. Yeah. So if by that theory, Miles summoned us, he can mm-hmm. unsummon us. Won't, won't. He won't do that. I've grown attached to you guys. I depend on you for... Companionship. <laughs> I have no faith in this, and so if you want us to survive, you should sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> us. Dragons drink bourbon and, and spit drink facts. bourbon. Oh, yeah, and vodka. Well, we drink vodka, not spit it. We're not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So, Feedoff shrugged off the miracles these merchants performed, <laughs> claiming that as a simple archer. The treasures did him no good. 
they were more suited to a SAR. But he supposed he could take all three and trade for his servant. The merchants questioned the fairness of this, but Fido wouldn't budge. And they supposed their wonders didn't really help them much at sea or in their trade either. And the magic servant could provide endless food and drink. So a deal was struck to Fido's terms. The merchants asked Schmatt resumed to serve them well and loyally. And the servant replied that he didn't really care who he served. Mm. Wink, wink. Once back on board their vessel, the merchants. <laughs> Once back on board their vessels, the merchants used their traded servant to party hard. After which they slept deeply and heavily. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fido is pretty lonely and not just a little anxious. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you, that is how I know you, go on, oh how my heart yearns after my faithful servant, I wonder where he is now. Oi! I'm I'm right here, I think. I I just nicked a quay quay frog though, so I'm not too terribly sure, Master. Where where did you come from? I don't want you to see me like this. I just do like I was doing manifested, I suppose. Off we go. Smart Rizzo. Smart Rizzo. (laughs) How lovely to see you, comrade. <laughs> She's like, that's not close to what I had <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all, but we did it. <laughs> Cut, print, <laughs> moving, moving on. on. <laughs> Send it to the press. <laughs> that's how podcasts work, kids. Ah. A whirlwind sees the archer once more. <laughs> Flying him back to his home country. (laughs) The merchants began to stir back on their ships, and they desired some hair of the dog after a late night. They tried to summon Schmat Resume for a little alcoholic pick-me-up, but no disembodied voice answered them, and no booze appeared out of thin air. The merchants continued to shout orders, and for all their efforts, nothing. Quah, quah. They figured out eventually that they had been fooled. Swore Fido to the devil. Damn it, and heaped curses onto the islet in the pleasure house before sailing off to conduct more business. Curses, Fido. Let's stay here. Quay, quay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to linger on the fact that these merchants did nothing to deserve being swindled. So well, they were merchants. They, they looked at him, didn't evil. they? They weren't dishonest. They were trying to bring consumerism into the world. <laughs> oh, my God. They made eye contact with him, didn't they? The good guy. That's enough. <laughs> targeted them as easy marks because his magic invisible friend 
told him to. I feel bad for the merchants. A moment of silence for them and a tis tis for Fido. No, he, Fido was right. There's nothing wrong stealing ruples. Oh my god. Yes. Not when they're like worth pennies, I guess. <laughs> right? Clock, I mean, clock. you know what I'm saying? Ruple here, ruple there. Senator Lady got two and a half American dollars. What they should do is just be slicing up some grass, collecting some ruples. Hey. Yeah. Balance it out. Mm. Fido did not go all the way back to his hut, but he descended. Qua qua. He's he's just living and I'm quieting it up right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's just gone. Back Everybody's, at the mother-in-law's house. I'm quite, quite oh, it. poor bastard. I'm at my Quaqua's house right now. <laughs> Quaquan it up. Fido did not go all the way back to his hut, but descended in an empty plot of land by the Blue Sea. He suggested it was a lovely place for a castle, and Schmatt resumed, summoned one immediately. Thank you, Schmatt. It was, quote, more beautiful than words can tell. Oh, again? Twice as good as a royal palace, unquote. The archer used his little casket to fill the land around his new castle with spectacular gardens. Like a a casket for dead people, but it was tiny. No. I know it spit flowers everywhere. And spit facts. I couldn't find. I'm guessing it's just like a little locked box. A tisket, a tasket. I don't know. Got some flowers on the basket. Tisket a tasket, infinite flowers in my basket. Quay quay. Infinite quay quay in a basket. Quick quaying it up. You're welcome. Shiznat resume. Shmat resume. Fido sat at an open window, loving his garden like a man loves a sandwich he didn't have to make. And I do. When a dove abruptly flew inside. Holy shit, it's me, wife! Flopped down on the ground and transformed into the beautiful, still young wife. Mm. Hey, baby. I like to imagine this like Odette in the Swan Princess movies. I didn't see that shit. I want it to be dramatic and beautiful. Oh, so when Odette turns into a swan, right. it's beautiful, but when Zeus does when, it, it's right. Right. When, when Quaqua okay. does it, it's not right. Well, in fairness, there's a really clear differentiator between <laughs> the two. One fucking rapes someone and the other doesn't. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's okay. Fair. Now that's it makes fair. sense. In those words, now I get it. Back to our story. The two consensual adults embraced. <laughs> the archeress told her husband that she had been flying about as a blue dove in the wilderness. Oh, my. Lion ass. Lion ass. It was mostly true. Mostly. So it, it was a month after that she turned to do a dove and started flying around. It's a blue dove, though? Like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Lion ass. She was doing <laughs> She for them skies. You know, don't trust her. She for them skies. Miles so bitter, no bird turned into a beautiful woman for him. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, women gotta step their game up, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, I'll love you forever. Yeah, that's cool, but. Will you turn into a bird for me? And specifically, a dove, the symbol of peace. A blue one. A blue one, apparently. Because, an unnatural color. Right, an unnatural color. And then come back to me at some point. After I follow the bouncing ball? Qua, qua. 
Well, now they could live together in luxurious bliss, regardless of Miles' love life. Wait, so, where was she when he was going through his, like... She was just flying around. She didn't have his back. She didn't have his back, y'all. Sometimes you a can't man trust gotta him. do it alone. You can't trust him. Like, no. this man's out here struggling. He had to get an imaginary friend and Schmott resume <laughs> to help him. Schmott held him down. Schmatt. Schmatt. I'll have to go back and review that. Schmatt held him down when he was, you know, struggling. When he was, he needed somebody. Guess who wasn't there? Her. <laughs> Her. She wasn't there. What was she doing? <laughs> Flying around. Doving it up. With who? Pooping on fancy chariots. That's okay, what I'm saying. but I pose you this. Invisible imaginary friend he cannot sleep with. Pretty duff lady, he can. I mean, so let's be realistic, which dog. one would you guys pick? I mean, if she transformed back into a lady, yes. Which she did. Finally. Well, that's, that's not necessary. <laughs> Smart can make stuff happen. You keep your Alabama <laughs> politics out of this. Hear me out. Hey, check it out. I got a dove line. Smart <laughs> was like, hey. You want a, a feast? Make a feast appear, Schmott. Schmott's like, oh, psh. Schmott was. Like, Smatherings resumes. Which is his <laughs> official government name. Was like, you know what? I got you. Boom. Here's a feast. So if 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 old boy was like, you know what? My my wife has turned into a dove and left me. I I need women. Please, boom. Women. Bunch boom. of dove women. Schmott resume would would would. Boom, here's women. Schmott held him down while she was flying around. Where'd Schmott go? Why didn't he come back? He's back. Oh. He never left? He made he, the he, castle that they're in went right to now. The, he went to the other Oh, people. so he's still got his... his and, and he came So back. he's got his homeboy and his cheating, his cheating dub wife. Cheating for the street's wife. For the skies, I'm sorry. because she, she didn't do any of that. Not that, that the story tells. Yeah, exactly. I'm she was gone too long not to do anything. So basically, what you're telling me, what you're telling me, is because a man was left on his own to accomplish a task, there must be something wrong with the woman. Well, she turns into a dove, right? So I mean, who does that? Who doves? That? I don't. Know. She's a witch. She's a witch. That's definitely An not a witch. secret women keep from you. All women can turn into witches. That's and some dove. malicious. You heard it here first when she said that. If you can't find your wife or your girl, she probably a dove. Look for the <laughs> skies. Look in them skies. Don't. Oh, honey, I gotta work late tonight. Look up, bro. You Look see, up. You see that blue dove flying? That's her. That's her. That's her. A white dove with some some blonde streaks in her hair. That's her. <laughs> But our story ain't over yet, folks. We still have a king to deal with. Oh, snap. I forgot about him. I did, too. Well, he stepped onto his balcony the next morning. That's where she's been. She's been with the king. 
Oh, shit. She has oh. not. She rejected him so hard. She flew around. She the- laughed. Stop and trying then to make her a cheater. She's not a cheater. Okay. She just made her husband work for it. It's fine. <laughs> That's horrible. That's a horrible wife. I ahead. just want everything without trying. What a you bitch. You're going to love me I for mean, what I'm worth. She give him a magic I'm ball. A, I'm a dove. I can turn into a dove anytime I feel like it. You had to work for me. I know my worth. She gave him a magic ball. That led him to that he had to chase forever. Like yeah, what that's kind true. of? Well, nine months. In fairness, she did say it's going to take you nine months to, to fall be this fair. Fucking it ball. led him to something that on the way back took it, him over five thousand miles in like a blink. Yeah, it took him to Quakeway. So he got some like blisters on his feet just to try to prove his worth to her. It ain't worth it. Okay. They ain't loyal. Continuing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When the king stepped onto his balcony the next morning to enjoy a hot cup of coffee, he found a castle and garden was sprung up overnight across the way. Mm. He was pretty peeved as it was built on his land without his permission. Right. Couriers ran around investigating the matter. He was only peeved because he didn't get to exploit the labors of the workforce. That is true. If I had to chase a ball for nine motherfucking months and then I just step outside and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. And I step outside and I see another castle. No, no, no the no, king, no, no. the king stepped outside. Oh, not, okay, okay. Not, I was about not. to say. I was about to. Ooh, I was about to say. Cut all that. No. Cut all that. Cut all that. No, cut. we're drunk. We can't drunk. cut us being drunk. <laughs> cut, cut me misunderstanding. <laughs> cut me misremembering that. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna put in another time quote. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Couriers ran around investigating the matter and then returned to inform the king that the castle belonged to the archer. Fido, who lived there now with his beautiful wife, you know, the lady that spurned him with laughter and turned into a bird instead of marrying him. <laughs> well, this news certainly didn't placate the king's foul mood. What? He called on his army to smash up the garden and castle and bring the archer and his wife back to him <clears throat> ASAP. I'm gonna wreck it. <laughs> When the archers spotted the approaching army, he grabbed the magic axe. After 100 rap taps, 100 ships sat ready for battle in the blue sea aside his castle. Okay, that was smart. That was smart. Then the archer blew the horn, bringing about a host of footmen, a host of horsemen, and commanders for all the troops. Here we come, boss. They saluted their master and asked for orders, and the archer sent them off to battle. The sound of war drums filled the air. The archer's infantrymen (laughs) broke down the royal hosts in the middle, while his horsemen (laughs) closed in on the sides and took their enemies captive. The king saw his army was flying back towards the capital, and rushed forward to stop them. No. But he was knocked off his horse and trampled to death. Oh, my spine. Oh, oh my vast friends. Oh, my Duwadna. After the battle was over, which didn't seem to take long at all, the people of the country came together and begged the archer to lead them. And so he did. And peace for the remainder of his life. After he fell off a horse? 
No. Oh, that was the king. That was the king. This was Fido. We called him Fido. We called him Danky Kang. That's it. How's the story? Because they'd be selling that dank. <laughs> Fido got um, and then Schmott resume and and they all lived happily ever after together in that castle. So it was, it was, it was like, uh, it was like I dream a genie. Yeah. But he had a homeboy as the genie yes. and a dove wife. And a dove wife. It was, so it was like, I dream a genie and bewitched, melded. Together. Yes, basically. Yeah. Which, cool. if you haven't seen those shows, some of our younger listeners, go out there on uh, streaming service and um, look these shows up. <laughs> or, I don't know, go to Amazon and get the DVDs. I don't know what to tell you. But those are some good shows, and you'll understand the reference we just made. Worth it. Watch all the seasons <laughs> just to understand that one <laughs> reference we made. It went from black and white to color. To color. If you don't, you have to see the whole, and then you'll get it. You'll be like, that was a good point they just made. Worthwhile. Quay, quay. Insert bird sounds. <laughs> to try that was to bring the, it back the, around. the queen. Little. Woman. The, the new queen. The new queen. I got a piece. I'm going to let you guys wrap it up. Well, I would like to give a word of advice. Yes. While fun and... I educational. Don't know. Well, not really educational. I know. I just made that up. I just made while that up. fun and something to pass the time around the campfire, mm. baby elephant walks are very dangerous, so make sure you wear the proper protection. And don't do it around the campfire. Yeah. No. I would not. Trip hazards. Mm. Oh, man. she. I, I heard her grumble. She hates it so much. <laughs> <laughs> qua, qua. <laughs> Oh, I love drinking. I love drinking things. And people. I don't love people. I just just like drinking. I just love drinking. And Ella's just wonderful at what she does. I mean. She's the best, isn't she? She puts up with us and makes all these stories. She makes all this happen. So if you you got a minute. (laughs) (laughs) If you got a minute. If not for us. Sponsor us for Ella. You know what I mean? Like, just she really does work hard. She though. does. She does. If you're like, oh, I'm a dean of a college, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this money I have for my college. You know what? I'm gonna sponsor Dragon Strength Bourbon because <laughs> I'm not a very good dean. <laughs> yes. We will take that sponsorship, and we will <laughs> we will say the name of your college over and over, <laughs> and convince so many people to go there. And your numbers will skyrocket. Anyway, just from, like that blue dove from high from high school graduates to blue doves to qua qua frogs, just everyone will be going to your college. Just. I've I've clearly made a deep mistake. Let us walking know. Walking away with the Let us mics know. on. <laughs> I mean, walking away. Period. I mean, we could have done anything. We could have posted like six episodes by now. Like, just, and she left it. Like the computer's unlocked. 
There's cats walking. We could have run out the house with a cat. You know, like anything. <laughs> Don't drink his drink. Don't drink his drink. I stopped him. He did not drink the drink. Yeah. In closing, we would like to thank you guys for joining us today on Dragon Drink Bourbon. Because we do. And we spit truth, facts. Facts, truth, and, truth uh, and facts. And we lie a little bit, but that's just to keep you on your goddamn toes. That's a, that's really all it is, you know. We can't just feed you everything, you know. We have to let you guys know you have to question things sometimes. You have to seek truth for seek yourselves. It. Seek and you shall find, really. You I know. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you can't do it without seeking. Yeah, and we can't do this without you. So keep listening. Keep liking and supporting. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on... Yes, DDB dot podcast. Dot podcast on what everything you know. Not to be confused with BBD. Yeah. <sighs> now we're not on TikTok yet. You know, we're not on the ticks, as we like to call it. D D B dot podcast. That's right. So look that up and then give us a like. Listen. Hey, we'll we're take not, your comments too. Yeah, we're not telling you how to live your life. So if you if you like what you hear, if you feel like it, give us a like. Give us some five stars or whatever. Give us how many stars you feel we deserve. If you don't think we're where we need to be, give us what we need. Like just live your life. You know? We support you. We're not gonna dictate to you what to do for us. Who are we, right? We're just here to drink with you and tell stories. And socialize and have a good time. So, (laughs) I'm going to cut this short from the look I just got. I can I can do I can I can do absolutely nothing right. That's that's true. We know. Okay. Yeah. Just as long as you know. L I M P. Dicks don't make it in the elephant walk. Now I know y'all be loving these dragons right here. You know, I gotta be honest. I got I gotta come clean. The baby elephant walk I got from Key and Peel. It's like, the only it's, way to come. I mean, it's 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 a perfect description of what that would be. I thought that was from Key and Peel. I was like, is that the? He's like, baby, he's like yeah. We link up in baby elephant walk. <laughs> he's like, what? You know? <laughs> God bless Key and Peel. All right. Original music by Maria Vincent and art by Something by LP. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast. You may also email us at dragonsdrinkbourbon at gmail.com. Dragons drink bourbon, spit truth, and can't read worth a fuck. (laughs) 